Jones takes it out to the 30-yard line. Here's Deion Jones right here. Track him. He's going to drop right back into the throwing lane. There's nobody around him. I just don't understand that decision by Kirk Cousins. This is Virtual <laughs> Daily presented by BetMGM with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. All right, so yeah, our, our, another scenario involving an NFL quarterback. Are you allowed to laugh? Did you laugh? Did you chuckle when news came across Kirk Cousins is out? Are you allowed COVID? to laugh? Yes, because I it mean, was it just glass. didn't surprise. It yes, it didn't surprise <laughs> me. And I was just like, wow. Yeah, I think the thing about yep. Kirk is it's hard for people to really like him because he does some doesn't says some strange things. So he's not like this lovable guy. But he's not terrible. I'm all about the Vikings this season. Let's go, Kirk. I got your back. So does Joe G. I do, too. But yeah, it, is he the only thing that holds you back from going all the way in on the Vikings? And I think that kind of well, leads I, us. Go ahead. I think people also in the Washington area who remember when he first, you know, became the starting quarterback there, he was always up against it too, because people loved RG three here and they didn't necessarily like the decision when Jay Gruden decided to start Kirk Cousins and then Kirk Cousins was a turnover machine. So then that didn't help his case. <laughs> it's just been a raw deal for the guy. I mean, and then he's, you know, people say he's cheap, does some strange things, but really <laughs> he, he's not, he's not out here. Like, I, I don't know. It, there, he's not terrible. And he seems like a good person. And it, he just, a lot of people like to make fun of him and rag on him, but He's cleaned up the turnovers. Yeah, as we just heard in that soundbite, he does make some questionable decisions, but so do a lot of other quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, he He's an easy target, and he always has been. It, it started when um, he was drafted by Washington because you had RG3, the high-ceiling guy. We know what happened there. But in that very same draft, they took a quarterback later on. I thought... It was actually a brilliant move because nobody does that. They take a quarterback high, and then they wait three years to see if the quarterback's any good. I love the idea of taking shots again and again and again. And you're right. He had a lot of turnovers early in his career in Washington. And then last year, he didn't have the turnovers. But the criticism that you could have is, well, he doesn't take the chances that you need to take in order to win those big games against top teams. They lost a lot of close games, and the thinking is, well, maybe maybe if he took more chances, yes, he'd have more picks, but maybe they would have had a couple more victories. So this season's going to be really interesting with Kirk Cousins. Yeah. And they are one maybe of those teams. Maybe he can find that middle ground this season. Yeah. You know? And after he's him. He's a really nice guy, though. But, yeah, he's a he's an easy target. People like to pick on him. It's fun. It's funny. You're, you're right. And people loved him in college. And then the longer he's been in the league, it's been more and more negative stuff. Early in his uh, playing career, I always felt like, oh, man, I don't know if he's going to be good, but whenever he's done playing football, he's going to be an A-plus analyst somewhere, whether we're talking about in the studio or in the booth. And I, I, I don't hear him that much, and people hate him so much every time he speaks. I wonder if that's still true. I don't know if, I mean, I'm sure his analysis will be good, but I never saw big personality from him. So unless he's 
hiding yeah. that i he might be more of like a drew Brees type analyst oh no little boring, <laughs> boring. <laughs> where did i see him this week he was somewhere this weekend wasn't he drew Brees, like doing some tv work I'm like boy he's uh really looking for a job here he's looking for something i just see him That's on commercials now man. that's it can try you can try but i don't think anybody really wants him uh so bill barnwell did this piece last week and i thought it was pretty interesting you're the uh top line says weaknesses of best nfl teams in 2022 achilles heels for 14 super bowl contenders including the packers bills Rams, cowboys and so what he did what he did is you take the metric that espn has uh fpi and he looked at the team's top 14 in fpi and Aaron, the first thing that really jumped out to me with these top five teams, and I don't agree that these are the top five contenders. I'm not there with FPI on that. But as far as team building really stood out, Bills, Rams, Cowboys, Eagles, Broncos are the first five teams he listed. And the weaknesses, the Achilles heel for each of these teams is what stood out because how they've built these rosters, the position in question is not as impactful as almost any other position. Like with the Bills, he lists the Achilles heel as guard. With the Rams, running back, one of the most replaceable positions on the field. Cowboys, kicker, can be big down the stretch, but sometimes you can find a guy midseason that ends up working for you. Eagles, Linebacker and safety, Broncos linebacker. That's that's what really jumped to me that these top five Super Bowl contenders listed as far as FPI goes, like these positions where they're soft at, like I don't know that they're gonna kill you. So that's that might be a big reason why they're viewed as Super Bowl contender tenders, because they're so solid at all the most important positions. Yeah, so, I mean, are we going to use this information when we're betting these teams or looking at division winners, or are you just kind of filing this away as just extra information as you try to make decisions betting-wise? Like, how would you use this information? Yeah, I'm filing it away, and I'm thinking more about the teams down the line here. So I like that range of 20 to 30 to 1 with Super Bowl contenders. And there are mm -hmm. a few different teams in there that that are brought up. Like with the Vikings, we were just talking about a moment ago, he brings up offensive line. That's always a story with them. The O-line stinks. So that that is something else to consider. We like the strong run game, passing game, and you're bringing O'Connell, so you expect the offense to take a big jump. But could the O-line hold them back? The... It, the two teams that I'm thinking about here are the Ravens and he brings up their pass rush, which people don't talk enough about. We all talk about the number of injuries that they had. And if you get good Lamar and uh, you have the strong coaching and if they can stay healthy, how they're going to be contenders, but bringing up the pass rush, which is the probably the most important aspect to a defense I think is interesting. And then, Something we always talk about, it, but it just reminds you, with the Indianapolis Colts, a team that you trust and quarterback, massive upgrade, I think, this year with Matt Ryan and compared to Carson once a year ago. But again, receiver, an impactful position. So a couple teams right there, Colts and Ravens, a lot of people like, 
but they do have weaknesses at some important spots. Indy at the playmaking receiver spot and Baltimore getting to the opposing quarterback. Sorry, one other thing circling back. I know you were talking about the Vikings and the offensive line. Kirk Cousins has been very durable. Hopefully I didn't just jinx it. But the dude stays healthy, which is amazing. You know, he doesn't, he's not one of those guys that misses a lot of time. So he's been able to overcome that weakness with a poor offensive line. Yeah, availability is as important as anything. And some of the time, it's a lot of luck. But yeah, with a bad offensive line, he's been available every single week. And that's something that the teams will pay for. And it could be part of the reason why the man is making so much money, is that he's yeah. you know he's going to give you 16 starts every single year. Now, Minnesota's tried to address the offensive line, but they just they just haven't been able been able to get that completely figured out. Um, if anything else that Barnwell mentions as far as the Achilles heel for some of these top contenders, see Packers wide receiver, the green Bay needs the defense to take a big jump, but it's going to be interesting without Devonte Adams, because anytime there is a third and gotta have it scenario for green Bay over the last few years, it's, you know, where it's going. When, when you're in the red zone, you know where it's going. It was always going to be Devontae Adams. So now, who does that become? That's going to be fascinating to me. I guess if any team is lacking in that area, have at least having Aaron Rodgers would give me confidence that they can overcome it, just like with the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and losing Tyreek Hill. You know, we saw over the weekend that he was able to spread the ball around to, you know, six different receivers um out of Mm -hmm. his you know seven different passes so um i i don't know if i'd be too worried about that one with the packers yeah i just i i wonder who it's going to be is it going to be lazard is it going to be one of the rookies that they brought in who's the top guy going to be and and that's something that'll probably be figured out later on in the season chiefs cornerback was mentioned by bill barnwell and that's one that uh, you don't want to have corner be a big question mark in that division against those quarterbacks with the toughest schedule in the entire NFL, according to win totals. So um, the Chiefs thing, and just the decision they to go They were bad, too. Remember how yeah. bad the Chiefs' defense was, especially in the beginning of last season? I kind of forgot about that until you brought it up because they they started to eventually click and get things going, but they definitely had a slow start, and their defense was not doing them any favors last season. Yeah. Uh, they drafted Trent McDuffie, so we'll see what happens there. I don't know that you can expect a ton in the rookie season, but may- maybe they're going to need him to perform yeah so but i you know herbert twice Carr twice and you go up and down the schedule it's brutal russ a couple of times and the non-division games yeah Yeah. it it probably will be and the the bucks interior offensive line and they've already dealt with multiple injuries I'm, we still have questions about what what exactly is the situation with Brady, but that's not what exactly. you want to hear. 
That's not what you want to hear. Interior offensive line, an immobile quarterback. Bucks are going to be interesting, and I am not going to be putting any money on them, uh, backing them in the futures market at all. Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth with you. This is BetQL Daily. Interesting look at uh, the Achilles heel for some of the Super Bowl contenders out there. We're going to look at today's MLB card and some futures that we've been talking a lot about on this very show are on the move. We'll update you next. BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM.